Hey, Wellness Warriors. I am Asada Jones, and this is What Makes Me Well. Every week, I sit down with a special guest, and we discuss all the different aspects of their life that make them well. This week, I have the pleasure of chatting with Orlando Local and our previous Wellness Warrior of the Week, Glorian Gaston. <laughs> oh my goodness, I had no idea. Uh, yeah, you were. Um, so as I mentioned before in um, a previous episode, Glorianne is such an integral part of Orlando. She wears multiple hats, as I like to say. She does a lot of things, um, mm-hmm. but she's she works as a medical social worker, an individual and family counselor, a 211 operator for the Heart of Florida United Way, and I'm literally just quoting her Facebook page, okay. like the description, <laughs> but this Let woman is also, she is an amazing weightlifter. Oh, oh my. Um, or could, is it fair to call you a power lifter? Not quite yet. I'm working on that, though. Okay. Weightlifter currently <laughs> and on track to be a power lifter. Um, but what I think is kind of her, uh, is just a highlight in her personality and what I really love about her. She is a bunny mama to Bigly Smalls. A, a, he's a, he's a, I don't know what breed of a rabbit. He is a Flemish giant. I named him Bigly Smalls because he's the illest. He weighs about it. 17 pounds. I love it. You should follow him on Insta slash me and him on Insta. I love it. I oh love my God. It. He's tremendous. So not only is she the bunny mama um, of this, to this awesome, awesome uh, rabbit, um, she is, <clears throat> excuse me, she's a, gr- uh, a big public advocate um, for, <clears throat> excuse me, for the disenfranchised. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the, the things that I really liked about her. And um, one of the things that I um, jived with her really, you know, you see people on Instagram and mm-hmm. friends of friends or on Facebook. Um, but I just I just noticed um, with Glorianne's post, it was a lot of uh, social awareness, things that, you know, you need to know about, things that, I, in my life, people were afraid to talk about and mm-hmm. to post and to say. So that's one of the, you know, I definitely would give her the that heart like or that double tap because <laughs> uh, um, I understood exactly what she was saying. Um, so a shout out to being an advocate in these trying ass times because oh, they are. <laughs> so um, thanks for coming on to the show. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me and for featuring me before. I, I told myself I wasn't going to listen or watch any of the previous I episodes <laughs> so it wouldn't influence like my authenticity. So to know that is really humbling and flattering. Yep. Um, I already with, shouted you out. I, t- totally. I can't wait. Now I have to go back. <laughs> um, one of the things just real quick in the spirit of being socially and politically involved, fun fact, yes. social work is one of the only careers where the code of ethics demands that you be involved in civic advocacy. I love that. So that's another, I mean, not that that's been in the back of my mind, but it's something that's like in my, I guess, my rearing academically yeah. that like, I feel like I have to be involved and I, I'll speak more to that as well. Yeah, that that makes total sense. But um, yeah, before we get into that, mm-hmm. let's uh, get started with our weeklies. Uh, so this week in What Makes Me Well or What I Did to Be Well, I was inspired by uh, last week's conversation with Paige, and I decided to join a book club. Um, I didn't realize that I hadn't picked up a book that wasn't about, you know, yoga or about mindfulness or about alignment or something related to my career, and I don't know how long. Like, Mm. I was just thinking about, you know, the Harry Potter series that I recently reread for the hundredth time. Mm. It's probably the last one, but that was a easily five years ago. So Mm -hmm. um, I decided to join a book club um, and my local yoga studio 
shout out to Peaceful Peacock, um, <laughs> in my local yoga studio. And um, uh, a yoga teacher, Lizzie, decided to start up a book club. And I thought that was a great idea. And seeing mm-hmm. as it's a, a yoga studio with d- different people that I don't know, I'm sure that they're going to pick you know, books that I wouldn't even, you know, think about picking up. So I'm excited to explore different topics um, and I'm excited to, uh, to, to see what we're going to get into in the book club. But um, also I wanted to talk about, or I wanted to shout out last week's wellness warrior, J-Rod. He messaged me and he shared with me that what he did to be well this week was um, okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read the text message. <clears throat> it's early, but taking the day to recover, heal, and rest yesterday was a huge factor in my wellness so mm-hmm. far, and that made me. I thought, yeah, good on you, boy. You rest because he does so much. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but also, it made me think about um, a conversation that I've been kind of like having in my head. Um, or a thought that I've been having in my head, rest versus productivity. Mm-hmm. And there's so much um, emphasis on I need to be productive. Even mm-hmm. if you have a day off from like your nine to five work, you should be productive on your day mm-hmm. off and get things done. And and um, sometimes that in itself is really exhausting. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, w- when do you know that you need to actually mm-hmm. rest? And what does actually resting look like? Um, I know for me, actually resting is like sitting down and, and not even watching TV, but just sitting mm-hmm. down on the couch and just like just de- like, like almost <laughs> decompressing from mm-hmm. everything. I'll turn my phone off, I turn the TV off, and I just sit. You know, I really appreciate you saying that because I was just reflecting on, I was at this event for this other civic engagement thing and a rabbi spoke and I was reflecting on how much I love Judaism just because like the study of everything that they do. And I was like, oh, I just love Judaism. And then I was reflecting on how my Adventist friends have the Sabbath that they adhere to very well on the Saturday. And then we have other people do it on Sundays. And then the Jewish community does it on a certain day. And I was like, you know, they're onto something with an actual day of rest Mm -hmm. that is considered essential to your spirituality and your and I was just like yes. man I was reflecting on that yeah and, and I was like I need to dedicate a day a week you know yeah. wherever and kind of follow the same tenets of what is considered work that you're not allowed to do on that day because there's some bits of labor like you're saying that yeah. are considered still labor that you shouldn't yeah. do on the day off you know I I should you know just mow the lawn or something when you know why not That's just smart. Just not rest. <laughs> rest. <laughs> Why what not? A novel just idea. Not? Yeah. Um, or uh, I, I saw, and I hate to 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 quote a meme on Instagram, but I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. Um, but it kind of it rings true. The meme was said, um, "Your worth is not based on your productivity," mm-hmm. and I thought that was interesting because you know, again, we're we're so geared to being productive and go go go. When we say we're gonna rest, are we really resting? Mm-hmm. Is being on our phones resting. scrolling, mm-hmm. you know, still stimulating ourselves? Is that truly resting? Nope. Um, I I mean, I don't think it is, but um, but I also knew that. Just like the recipe for wellness looks different on everybody, the mm-hmm. recipe like people rest differently. Mm-hmm. I have a very dear friend um, who 
um, shared with me once that she she took a few days to actually discover what she'd like to do to relax. Oh, and so I cool. thought that was interesting because we're all, you know, we have this kind of mindset that relaxing is sitting on the beach or, mm-hmm. or doing something, and that may not work for everybody. No, yeah. um, she had shared with me in in one instance in particular, she realized that she does not like bubble baths with bubbles. That really irritates her, mm. but she does enjoy, um, I believe it was like um, uh, essential oils and maybe maybe like Epsom salt or something like that. But mm-hmm. it was like, and an, an, she had to do a trial and error type nice. of thing, try different things to figure mm-hmm. out what she actually liked, not what somebody tells you what mm-hmm. you should like. Um, so I just, I just, uh, thought that was kind of interesting, you know, trying to figure out what you, what each individual person needs mm-hmm. or likes to do to rest and decompress and turn off and, and reboot to essentially refill their own cup because mm-hmm. that's what it's all about. You need to take that day of rest to, <sighs> I love that she was wise enough to know that it changes. That's the cool part. It's like so many people are like, I got a formula. I'm going to stick to it. I'm going to stick to it. And it's like, well, yeah. I want to reassess. Yeah. I mean, know? to me, I it, I didn't even give it a, a thought that, mm-hmm. you know, maybe maybe I don't like bubble baths mm-hmm. as much as I think I do because maybe I would do it a lot more if mm-hmm. I really liked it. That's the key. Bing, 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 you know? bing, bing. So um, <laughs> it, it looks different for everybody. Um, and I just thought that that was pretty interesting. And it, you know, kind of harks back to productivity versus rest. When do you know you really need to rest and you need to fill your cup? Or when are you just being lazy and you just need to get up off your ass and do some shit? Like just mm-hmm. shake it all off and like mm-hmm. handle business. No. Um, so... Tell me what you think, listeners. Uh, shout me out at what makes me well on Instagram and Twitter. Hashtag what makes me well. Let me know what you think about this productivity versus rest. Um, and let me know what you do to rest. Because that would be interesting. You guys might have ideas that I don't, that I haven't even thought about. Um, so um, thanks to J-Rod for uh, writing in and letting and sharing that with me because that that one one little te- one little message like just yeah into got you. me into like this whole whole idea and this mm-hmm. thought of am I resting when I think I'm resting and maybe this is why you know I'm I'm tense for for no reason at all or what mm-hmm. I think is no reason at all it's like well have you really taken a day off girl. Hmm, that's mm-hmm. something to think about. Um, so moving into our wellness warrior of the week. So because you haven't listened to, no shade, because you haven't okay. listened to the show or anything, um, every week I talk or every week I shout out a person that um, either I know in my life or that somebody has wrote uh, wrote to me about, um, but just somebody in Orlando that is just a light in their community mm-hmm. doing doing whatever they can to be a wellness warrior. Mm -hmm. Um, So this week, I would like to shout out Wellness Warrior and Oak Ridge High School's TV production teacher, Mrs. Genevieve Jackson. So um, this is really sweet. I received a very short but very nice, uh, beautiful message about Miss Jackson, and I'm really excited to shout her out because I know her. Um, and teachers are truly the un- unsung heroes, and it's just really nice to um, receive a message from somebody acknowledging somebody who I know as well that is mm-hmm. like I feel is pretty awesome. So, and you know, they are awesome. So it's mm-hmm. really nice. Um, 
I Miss Jackson Genevieve is such a passionate teacher, and that passion is is that she has for her craft for TV production. The passion that she has for to educate the students is so inspiring. She builds a wonderful relationship with her kids that enables you know her to. Uh, it's just a relationship of trust, basically, and she mm-hmm. is able to kind of step back and let them take the reins and let them be creative. And it's really, you know, it's really inspiring when you see a group of young, young kids, you know, fourteen and up, um, coming. You know, I, you know, in the in the letter or in the message, um, they were. Um, sharing with me that they were able to come into her space after school and you know work on music videos and work wow. on films and things like they wanted to work yeah on. creative things that they want to work on fostering this creative mm-hmm. um, this creative drive and this hunger so young mm-hmm. is just so fucking awesome and mm-hmm. I and I just love it because these kids you know I genuinely feel like any little spark of creativity any spark of passion mm-hmm. that children have it is our responsibility mm-hmm. as adults as as caretakers as educators to to, to help them and foster that mm-hmm. um as uh, to the best of our abilities because it that's I genuinely feel that's what it's all about you know mm-hmm. um and to quote Miss Jackson's <laughs> I'm doing a lot of quoting from Facebook, right? Um, but to quote Miss Jackson's Facebook page, she shares, I am in charge of preparing the next generation of journalists, filmmakers, and people like me who wash out and become teachers. And although that was very tongue-in-cheek at the end, I think we can all agree that responsible journalism mm-hmm. and um, diverse filmmaking is something that we need mm-hmm. desperately um, in this in this in this time and it doesn't just come out of a vacuum you know it really does have to be yes. taught encouraged refined yes. so that's she's doing a great service yeah yeah that's amazing yeah so that's our wellness warrior um of the week if as always if there's um anybody that you know dear listeners uh, if you have wellness a wellness warrior in your life that is just you know a, a beautiful light out there in the mm-hmm. world doing good things uplifting others um, and you want to recognize them and, and send them some love, email me, tweet me at what makes me well, hashtag wellness warrior, hashtag what makes me well. Um, Glorianne, is there anybody that you want to shout out? I was thinking about it because like for a moment here, I was like, oh, the pressure, I didn't realize I could do this, you know? And I will shout out Taylor Stallings, hey. who is a coach at Elite Wellness. And she, but the thing is, like I met her years ago where she was a coach somewhere else. So she's kind of just keep getting peppered into my life. Yeah. And she recently did a handstand push-up workshop at her gym. I could tell it was her brainchild. She was like, hey, I just perfected this. I want to teach other people how to do it. And I just, if you look her up on Instagram, you cannot tell me. She doesn't have the most radiant smile, okay. the most welcoming personality. And she's just a really good coach who is always looking for opportunities to that. teach someone something. Inspire, infuse others. I love that. It's amazing because so often if you go to any kind of facility or studio, a lot of people are just trying to make money and do a thing that they're passionate about. You mm-hmm. know, and that's it. But she really makes any opportunity to like, oh, okay, I can teach them this. Or like, this group showed an interest in this. Let yeah. me just, can I get a little hour after we close to do this? Yeah, and, so, and, and really t- teach and really help. Yes. Yeah. I, so um, I give her props, I, props I, there. I, I've been in, in certain classes where, um, or certain workshops where 
there is a beautiful, you know, teacher and they're doing amazing, but they're only sharing just a little bit to get you to come to the next class. Mm. And that to me is frustrating. I love teachers or I love instructors that, mm-hmm. that just, you know, can give with a, with an open heart without, oh. you know, wanting to, you know, kind of hold something yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Well, good distinction. Um, yeah, she's definitely on that, wanting to teach you how to be aware of your own body, how yeah. to practice this further outside. So she's off the chain. Nice. So shout out to Taylor Stalins at Aka, I think it's Instagram Taylor Made, but it's Taylor with A's only. T A Y L A R. All right, Made. She's great. All right, and uh, shout out to Miss Genevieve Jackson at Oak Ridge High School. You are very appreciated, Miss Jackson. <laughs> so uh, before we get um, into Glorianne, I want to chat about Apiary Wellness and uh, share with you how amazing this place is. Apiary Wellness, um, it's an alternative and holistic health center in Orlando. And uh, you can check them out on Instagram at, at Apiary Wellness. Uh, they are a, a wonderful hub. They offer massage therapy. They offer holistic medicine. Um, it, it is where I get my CBD oil, my Wheela CBD oil. A lot of people have asked me about it. It is at Apiary Wellness. The company is called Wheela. Um, at the apiary they also offer yoga therapy they offer acupuncture the the kicker the great thing here is that they also offer mental health um, counseling services and life counseling services so it's really a holistic a complete and total wellness that's awesome you know hub an apiary and it's wonderful uh the apiary they are inspired by the four truths of the noble path they believe in cultivating balance wellness and happiness throughout the holistic health practice and um the practitioners there they're committed to helping you find your way to optimum health and wellness so check them out they're apiarywellness.com and again apiary wellness on instagram and facebook you made me want to crash that place like the Kool-Aid man. Just go like, in there. They're oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah they're, Y'all need a therapist? No. <laughs> they're really great. Yeah. <laughs> Felt it. Um, so, Glorianne, again, thank you for coming in. <laughs> um, at the top of the show, I mentioned that you are a, goodness, I'll what don't you, you do? Okay, me. so you're a medical social worker. You are an individual and family counselor. You've worked as a 211 yes, operator. Past, yeah. You, um, you are an advocate mm-hmm. of the LGBTQIA community. Mm-hmm. Did I say that right? I think so. All right. Um, and my biggest public health, my biggest things that I do with public um, advocacy is mostly public health and public safety because mm-hmm. that's kind of what I'm the most passionate about because I feel like it just affects everybody. Yeah. So the public safety thing came in really hard and strong after Pulse. Like I lived off of Bumby. I was there. I lived there when the um, the shooting took place at the plaza. So that was a public safety issue. Um, and then, of course, it's really close to Pulse. You know, right. when you're like Bumby downtown area. And I, you know, I'd been to Pulse. It was a great. It was a great spot. It was definitely very welcoming. So that really affected me, and I wanted to be more involved in public safety. And I was yeah. really bothered with the fact that the conversation was just so. It was just not what it needed to be, yeah. you know? Um, and I was working at a hospital out in celebration, so removed 
from everything that was going on in, in Orlando. And I was like, I felt like I was like screaming into the void, like y'all aren't taking public safety seriously enough because it hasn't touched you or the people you love. This nonsense. Yeah. So anyway, with that, I've made it a point to be more involved directly. And I've since been on the um, Citizen Corps Advisory Board for um, Orange County, Orange County government. Nice. I'm the mayor's representative. So that was pretty cool. Hey, hey congrats. And I've been serving in that capacity, um, trying to get more information on how to do um certified emergency response training for community members. You don't have to be like a paramedic or anything. You can get trained in that. There's a medical reserve corps. There's a whole bunch of stuff. You can look it up online. Wow, yeah. But I'm on the advisory board for that. Um, and Teresa Jacobs was the one that appointed me. And then I'm also in the League of Women Voters of Orange County, which, fun fact, it's not all women. <laughs> <laughs> turns <laughs> out. Turns yeah. out. It's called the You League. mean men want us to vote too? You know what <laughs> Some of them. Right. <laughs> but the reason why it's called the League of Women Voters is because when women <laughs> won the right to vote, um, they didn't really understand civics. It's complicated. You got local elections, you got primaries, you right. got you know, federal elections, all this stuff. And there's just a lot going on. And so it was clear that women needed to, to be educated on civics and how to vote and different considerations. And so the League of Women Voters came up to do that. It's nonpartisan. You're not going to find people talking about Republican and Democrat. It's about issues. So they have like a gun safety, they have a um, juvenile justice committee, they have a, and they do the research to see what are the best policies, or they review policies to see like where it falls and they encourage you to vote accordingly, but it's not partisan. It's not like you have to vote in line with a party. It's just based on the facts. It's just information. Information. And, and so I love them for that. And so obviously it's not all for women. We just kept the name to speak to the history. Right. And um, another cool thing is the league used to be the ones that would do the presidential debates up until I think Nixon. Then it switched to like public broadcasters and stuff because the league huh. would ask questions that were too challenging, turns out. <clears throat> and then Nixon. <clears throat> so that, you know what I'm saying? But I'm on that. I'm on a few things so, there. So um, yeah. really quickly, where if um, listeners want to get information um, on the League of mm -hmm. Women Voters, Voters, where would they go? What's that website? I would think the, the main website would be ideal. So it's the acronym. So LW, <laughs> women, help me out here. League Women Voters. Voters Orange County, but go. just the letters. Okay, so LW um, League <laughs> Women of Women Voters LWV Orange County. Yes. Dot okay. Org. Mm -hmm. Dot org. So LWV Orange County dot org. OC dot org. Oh, okay. Know, just the acronym. I have a save on Sorry, listeners. This is terrible. I'm not being very good at promoting no. this. <laughs> Listen, it doesn't have to be perfect. We just got to give the information out. Thank and you, kindly. so lastly, that um, mm -hmm. that website is lwvoc.org if you want to get information on voting. And that is happening very soon. Oh, yes. So the end of primaries. There's election day of the primaries or what have you. So get out there tomorrow. Yes, you can. get out there. Mm -hmm. um, so on top of all of that that you do... Mm. Um, mm -hmm. You also take time for yourself. I have to. How? Oh, <laughs> how? Period. Oh, goodness me. <laughs> period? Question mark. So, <laughs> this is my life, <laughs> and the stressors that I carry with me every day are directly tied to my career as a social worker. In okay. every setting that I work, I am working with people in dysfunctional situations, in distress. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm dealing with um, trauma. I'm dealing with, like, emotional trauma as well as, like, physical trauma in the hospital and all of that. And I'm trying to help people in those moments. Mm -hmm. As such, I see a lot of things that 
are troubling. Um, it's upsetting. I'm concerned about people's welfare constantly. So it's a lot. And I am able to help sometimes, right. but sometimes I'm not able to, you know, not in any way that I feel is concrete enough, mm-hmm. you know? So that's a lot of dealing with chaos, failure, systemic failures, um, people in situations they would rather not be in and knowing that they're going to be stuck in some situations for some time. So it is so important for me to make time for love and light and self-care. Just yeah. So, so what, does, what does that recipe look like? What is for your me, recipe for wellness? I started with the whole trifecta, mind, body, and spirit. Mm-hmm. That's one way of looking at it, right? Because I'm like, okay, well, you got to get right. And at any given time, you might be able to address one more than the other. Right. <laughs> so yeah. It's For me, it's important to have like a couple of directions I can go depending on where I'm at mentally mm-hmm. and physically. So what because for me really body is the big one for me right now just because I have to get out of my head. And my favorite expression is get out of your head and get into your body. Get out you of know? your head and into your body. I like that. I can't dance. <laughs> Not in any way publicly that I would be okay. proud to do. So going out I know out, a great dancing. instructor that can help you out with maybe that. Maybe so. <laughs> this As I'm pointing to myself, hey. yeah. No. Hey, these are private classes. I'm okay with maybe like three people. Um, so I can't dance even though I love music. Uh, you can dance at home. So dance isn't going to be the thing for me. But weightlifting has turned into the thing for me weightlifting and bodybuilding just because i get to get acquainted with each muscle in my body i get to develop the strength in each muscle in my body when i do isolation work and then i get to do the power lifts which kind of like help me see what the total strength is Mm -hmm. so that's been great and it also ties into my work because if any of you guys have ever been in treatment you know that you get a treatment plan and you got baby steps before you get to your goal Yep. So when you do a weightlifting program, same thing. You're working in like a periodized way. You do the thing every it's week. It's familiar, yeah. You do a little bit more. When you reach a goal, you can kind of do a different thing. So it kind of reassures me that structure works. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> in a world where there's so much chaos at all times, it's really important for me to live and see progress in things that I'm dedicating my energy to. Yeah. And I feel like weightlifting and personal training and fitness is one of the few places where you can see that in very measurable terms. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you put the time in, if you make the time, you will get something out of it. And if you're tracking it, even better, you'll see and you'll you'll surpass your expectations. So yeah. that keeps me inspired. That keeps me healthily disconnected from yeah. the stressors elsewhere. So that's the I think that's the body part. For the the mind. I, um, I'm an avid continued education kind of person. Yeah. So I'm a big fan of the great courses. Y'all don't know anything about the great courses. Get on that. The great courses. The great courses.com. Oh man. The great courses.com people. So mm, to those mm, that don't know, cause I totally know what you're talking about. Mm, mm, um, what is the great courses? Oh my God. So the great courses. I love are, how excited you just got that so we're to be like getting into this. <laughs> great courses don't save me all this money. So quick preface, as is my nature to always tell stories and stuff. When I was in school, by the way, college is somewhat of a racket. If you get into the rabbit hole that it is, I wanted to study all the things. I wanted right. to study all the things. I was like, I'm going to study this. I'm going to study religion and culture and this and that. 
but you're spending all this money on that. It's not, it's a little extra. Mm -hmm. And then I discovered the great courses. These are courses taught by prestigious professors of credible schools. They're broken down like to 30 minute sections. You get a freaking um, curriculum and notes and citations, all this mess. What? And granted, it is expensive if you're paying full price, but they always have sales that are 70% off. Your local library definitely has them. And that's what I would do is I would just like go to the library and get them. So philosophy, religion, um, civic engineering, if y'all want to understand building bridges and towers and, you know, load bearing things, you want to understand all that, you can do that basically for free. Get it at the library. But it's amazing. And you don't have to do any homework. They deliberately just like hold your hand through the math even. They're just like, we just want you to understand that it all levels out. And then you're like, Yeah, yeah. Wow, that is fantastic. Are there like, you you don't have to take a test. No tests or nothing. It's just for the love of learning. Of learning. But you're learning on a level that is like college level, like substantive versus like the History Channel where they do all the special effects and they're just trying to fill time up with Mm -hmm. nonsense. Here you're getting like actual rich information and now they started doing like culinary ones and something about the science of mindfulness so neuroscience of mindfulness that taught by phenomenal. a neuroscientist like girl wow it's off the chain so that's one way and if i make time for that it kind of fulfills two things because i feel like i'm resting i'm setting aside time and i'm like pumping information into my head that inevitably is useful elsewhere you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm pissed that it's taken me this long to find this. Girl. Wow. So, so okay, reiterate so that it's expensive. The great horse. To get it for free at the library. <laughs> get it for free at the library. Or Audible. Got some good deals there, too. Oh, there you go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, share, girl. <laughs> share. So uh, you take care of your brain. Yeah, mm-hmm. edumacation. Edumacation. So um, what do you do for your spirituality? Mm-hmm. I do focus on breathing. Mm-hmm. That helps. But the other thing, it's odd because you could arguably say it falls into mind. But I think it's really important to work towards bettering yourself internally, yeah. your spirit. So I take time to reflect on my character flaws. And then my spirituality is addressed when I make efforts to attend to those character flaws. So like when I used to work at the crisis line... If I was frustrated, my face would show it. I would have the kindest tone Mm -hmm. because that's what's important on a crisis line or even with a friend on the phone, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'd have the kindest tone, but my face would just be like, you know, something, or I'd I'd show it on my face. Now that I work with people that I love and care about, but I haven't taken care of myself, my face will show it, that I seem frustrated. And I think that's a flaw of mine because I care, I always care, but sometimes my face conveys a different message. So I take time to really dig deep into why am I so irritable with the people that I love? Why is it so hard for me to control my face? Are you actively trying to fix your face oh, all yes. the time? I've got to do it at home alone. That's a spiritual thing. I'm dedicating the time. <laughs> I'm putting in for my future relationships. Wow. That is that is something <sighs> that you, in my experience, is <sighs> something that you just say to like your friend who's got like a staying face. You're like, girl, fix your face. Why is that? <sighs> but I love that you are actively doing Actively like, yeah, taking making that your responsibility to <laughs> check your face because yeah i mean we do send Not our body sometimes. language is what like 80 or 90 percent of something huge of how we communicate our body mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah. so interesting and that makes me feel like i'm investing in my future self in like if i have children like how approachable i'll be to them and mm-hmm. stuff like that so to me that's almost spiritual because i'm i'm being humble 
I'm being honest with myself about, mm-hmm. like, I can be defensive about my face all day, but how does that serve me or yeah. anyone I care about? This is something I should address. Or there's more personal stuff. That's just an example, you know, but there's no, obviously personal things. You find patterns in your life and in your relationships of how, of, of just patterns. Yeah. And you have to be, take some accountability, or at least I do, and see at what point did I behave in a way that is part of my nature. Yeah. And... If I ever want to not be in these situations, I have to change. And how do I have to change? You know, what baby steps can I make? And so that to me is part of the spirituality is digging into the most personal Mm. and being accountable. Yes. And then making that. Yeah. I love that word, accountability. Like that, I feel feel like when I discovered that word and Mm. I saw it, the first time I read it, it, it looked pleasing to me. And then I found the definition of that word. And or I discovered the definition of that word, and it was pleasing to me. I was like, "That that's a thing," mm-hmm. because I, you know, in my personal life, you know, I've had family members or I have family members that lack accountability. Mm-hmm. That to this day, and I just spent mm-hmm. a weekend with my family, mm. a birthday birthday celebration. Oh. Um, there is a lack of accountability, and it is it is irritating to me and that is something that I try to very actively mm-hmm. you know I guess that's my fix your face I try to own up as as many times as I fuck up even if it's a small mm-hmm. thing I mm-hmm. and even to a flaw I might I may say I'm sorry too much but mm-hmm. you know if I fuck up or I say something you know, wrong, or if I, in this instance, I teach something incorrectly to my students, Mm -hmm. I, you know, oh, I fucked up. That's Mm -hmm. on Coach Jones. You know, Mm -hmm. I didn't know, I didn't know that when, you know, when I taught that to you, I thought that this was correct and it wasn't. Just admitting that I was wrong, apologizing and then moving on Mm -hmm. can just like, okay, cool. We can move forward because I mean, I know in my life, I know what it feels like when nobody takes accountability for shit and then wants to act like, like it's fine. Like, no, it's not Mm -hmm. bitch. It really Mm -hmm. isn't. Like I'm still mad about that. And, and that's also something that you have to then work on. You're putting Mm -hmm. on, you, you have that other person has to work on letting go and Mm -hmm. not expecting an apology. Cause that's something that, you know, people have to work on holding on to anger, holding mm-hmm. on to resentment is like poison. Mm-hmm. It's only going to kill you. So you have to like, just let it go. We're at our worst when we're defensive. Yeah. And that's a fact. You yeah. Know? So you gotta, everyone's got to work on that all together. Yeah. So I, I love that you take, you take that, you take your reflection, mm-hmm. your acknowledgement, but mm-hmm. then y- you act on it. So mm-hmm. that's really yeah. dope, girl. Well, I like that. You. There are so many... Uh, you know, times where I've acknowledged what I did and then, you know, I've apologized, but then I'm not as mindful moving forward. And then I think, oh, shit, I did it again. I did exactly what mm-hmm. I said I wasn't going to do and I did mm-hmm. it again. And but at least you recognize that, right? Because then that's, it's still yeah. not enough, right? Yeah. But it's you moving in the direction of breaking that chain. Yeah. And so that's worth something. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, but I love that, that you <laughs> take that moment. Mm. So do you meditate often or do you, do you not like to call it meditating when you're sitting and reflecting? I'm really glad that you put that out there in that, just making that distinction because when you were making, talking about is being on your phone really resting, I find that I reflect and meditate when I'm listening to other things. 
Mm-hmm. So, like, if I'm listening to a podcast or something, or I've got some music going on, mm-hmm. I'm able to just kind of flow and and meditate on the things that need the work mm-hmm. that needs to be done. Especially if it's like a familiar song, or I listen to a lot of stuff that doesn't have lyrics, and it's just kind of more. I don't want to say it's almost like trip hop or like just beats that are repetitive enough yeah. to where it just kind of massages your head mm-hmm. while you're it's kind of funky too you know you gotta have some funk in there at yeah. all times but music like that where it's not something I have to participate in so my brain can do something else right you know so I do a lot more of that reflective thinking in moments like that um, I'm usually moving in space as well so I don't de- I don't like consciously sit down and like yeah. you know ground myself or anything like that nothing wrong with that but my busy brain all the time and my house needing to have stuff done I um, I get little monotonous things done and I let my brain do the work and yeah. I feel so relieved afterwards because it was productive in a spiritual way but mm-hmm. then I look around and I'm like other things got done too yeah and then so, that's good and then that's good like hey yeah. pat myself on the back I mm-hmm. did that and that I did all the things so talk to me about how you discovered um what made you well as you know for instance how did you discover mm-hmm. that weightlifting was your jam oh snap that was a good one that yeah um so things do change all the time. Um, what's The learning thing has always been one thing that's made me well. And so that's why I'm still repping the great courses, you know, eight years later. Mm-hmm. But as far as like the weightlifting, I was a um, I was a morbidly obese adolescent. I didn't really get a lot of exercise. Mm. I lived, I was born in Boston and my, my, I'm first generation American. So my parents are from the Dominican Republic and they were very, we lived in the city. So they were like, mm, concrete jungle, yeah. my baby, I'm not going to be letting them run around and stuff. So it was Latin food isolated, you can't go outside and play, it ain't safe out there. Yeah. So I've never been very coordinated. <laughs> sounds familiar. Sounds a little it's familiar. That, like, yeah. It's that, you know, Caribbean <laughs> thing, you know? <laughs> Don't go outside. So it's hard kind of assimilating to the rest of what's going on, like your peer group, because you just you're in a different bubble, yes. you know? And so that was one thing. So I was not very coordinated in space. I was not um, fit or healthy, and I didn't really have a lot of control over that growing up. Then we moved to Florida, a little safer, so I was able to walk to school. I saw some weight loss there. That's kind of the first connection piece there. Yeah. And then I think it was a friend that actually had invited. I saw, I think I went to a Cirque du Soleil, and I saw some people doing some silks and some lira, and I was like, these people are healthy. They are they're not like skinny fit. They're not, they are like full defined. And I just remember Aerial looking around. arts are no joke. They are no joke. You so be was, strong and flexible. And beautiful. And, and they smile so big. Like and they you're just not like, tired up there. No, because you get some time to rest sometimes mm. if you know how to do your thing. If you know how to do your thing. But I mean, sometimes you are tired, but you're too high up in the air to like, to, do to, to, to actually say, I'm tired, so you just got to power through. <laughs> I'm not so. tired. It's fine. Be beautiful. It's fine. Be beautiful. There you go. <laughs> but I will say that was the most professional production I'd ever seen live. And I remember just looking, trying to find someone frowning or struggling. Yeah. And they all just looked so happy and so healthy. Then I found out there's a thing. They had pole studios opening up all over the place Woo-hoo. that did silks and liras. And so I was interested in lira. I took a lira class. And, and listeners, a lira is the suspended hoop in the air, for those of you who don't know. Silks are the fabric that are mm-hmm. hanging from the ceiling. So some um, people call them tissues or, um, mm-hmm. or, or, or yeah, or fabric. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I refer to it as silk as and, well. and lira. Mm-hmm. Some people refer to it as a hoop mm-hmm. as well. Um, but 
Thank Sorry you for to continue on. Thank you. Lyra. I forget. This is you're good at this. Have you done this before? Um, <laughs> <laughs> once or twice. You know, a couple times. Yeah. Oh, seasoned pro. Um, so I took a Lyra class. I really liked it, but I quickly learned that the challenge for me was my strength. I didn't have enough strength to get up effectively or efficiently in the hoop. And I was like, well, instead of investing in this, which for me just says the way my brain is, I'm like, if I keep coming here, yes, I'll see results, but it's going to be really, really, really hard. Like to me, harder than it should be. I should better, it'd be a better investment of my time and money to develop the strength on my own and then revisit this. And that was kind of my rationale. Yeah, that's a fair approach. being a broke-ass, you know, college student. So the calculus (laughs) was there, you know? And I was like, I love you guys. Yeah. This is pricey, and I'm going to hate myself because I'm going to suck at this for quite a while. So why don't I just go hit the gym? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of how that started. Totally fair. And it's been that ever since. So it was anything from, like, workout videos to, like, strength training. I do a lot. I'm kind of a bro. Like, I read it. Like, I'm such a bro. It's terrible. Bro Science Life, um, you know, Ripple Toe, Starting Strength, all this, like, bro-ish about, like, how to strength train proper form, blah, 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 engaging Just your lats. More masculine type. <sighs> yeah. But also, like, such a bro in terms of the, the humor now. Like, I've officially been indoctrinated in, like, the yeah. bro humor. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. Terrible. But with that being said, like, I train like a guy. You know, I don't I don't do gimmicks. I don't do all the little not the kickbacks or buy up, you know, but I'm I'm like I'm training like the, the men's is activating the glutes and then doing the the, the things, the, the compound, real stuff, yeah. the real stuff. And I'm seeing results that complement my physique and yeah. I just it's just funny to me how things are marketed differently to men and women. Yes, I and agree. It's, it's such bullshit because ugh, women honestly, women are amazing. Duh. Everyone's amazing, but for the sake of this conversation, women are amazing cuz we're typically more flexible anyway. And it's like we have so many things that lend itself to strength training. And we have like, I don't know, the bone density thing. You can develop your bone density from lifting. I'm just saying it's a win-win for everybody Yeah. when you do physical stuff. So that's to answer your question in a long-winded fashion. (laughs) (laughs) Being a chunky, precious child and then losing weight in Florida and then Cirque du Soleil, aerial arts. Oh, my God, (laughs) this is the thing. And yeah. then strength training to get stronger. And then I found that strength training is more sustainable for me. That's where that's where you want to live. Yes. Yeah. It that's... feels like home. It really does. Oh, okay. And um, I'm still wanting to revisit some Lyra's. I might pop into one of your places. Yeah. But there's I know something... a great place for that. <laughs> oh, I wonder. No, that's good. I will actually check in with you because I wonder if it's, is it Lotus? Yeah, of course it's Yours. Lotus. I, yeah, absolutely. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> What if you got like someone else? You're like, well, actually, we'll talk about it later. No. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Awkward. No, 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 no. Yeah, Lotus, um, my home, my aerial home for sure. Okay, I'll pop in there sometime. Yeah. Can you give me a referral? Give me in on that? Absolutely. <laughs> so that's that's really cool. I like that you took that into your own hands, um, your health, you know, mm-hmm. and I and that kind of mirrors my my fitness journey as well. I was heavier growing up, mm-hmm. you know. I didn't not because of you know lack of desire, just lack of ability and and kind of like knowledge, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know once you discover what you like then it's kind of like that light bulb goes mm-hmm. off because sometimes you kind of flirt around with something mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, I like this, but it's not hitting, it's not, it's not speaking to me the way it needs to speak to you mm-hmm. or, you know, to, to, to a person. What was your like aha moment with That's like weightlifting or? 
Um, it's How been did a you combination. know that was it that you read that you wanted to focus on? I think on? it was the combination of I've never been coordinated and I've always just want to move, wanted to move effectively in space. Mm-hmm. And you can listen to music while you lift. Like, you know, I mean, I still feel yeah. like I'm in a zone, so I still get that. But I think it was there are mechanics to powerlifting and strength training. Like there is actual like form and setup and all this other stuff. And to have that feel intuitive was the light bulb moment. Mm-hmm. Like to feel like locked in, like, oh, my body is exactly where I need to be. Like I'm engaging all of the muscles that need to be engaged and I'm stronger for it. Yeah. Like to see 20 pounds, be 20 pounds stronger. Yeah. Just from engaging my muscles correctly. Shut up. You know, yeah. like what? What? I was That's like, oh cool. my gosh. So even recently, I, and it's a constant learning process and so many people in the community have some experience with weightlifting. So you always get like refinements from people. But like recently my coach, he was like, girl, you don't have to squat that low if you're doing it for power. Like the, in competitions, you don't have to squat ass to grass. You don't, you mm-hmm. don't have to. Meanwhile, I'm over here like Instagram and everybody and their mother is like, oh, ass to grass squats, get down low, you know. Well, and it, Olympic- looks, it looks better. I don't want to be it subjected looks, to it that. It looks better on the gram, right? <sighs> it does. And I thought it was more athletic as well, but it turns out ass to grass is better if you're doing Olympic lifts. A whole other thing that I'm not about that life. So... I was like, really? You mean I don't have to get that low? Because the hardest part of this lift for me is being that low and getting out of that hole. You mean I can just get like just below parallel and that counts? Like it counts? So he was like, yeah. So we came in on a separate day, came in fresh. I was so excited because I'm like, I bet I'm like so much stronger than I ever could have imagined. But I've just been working harder unnecessarily. Trying Trying to do it like the like the herd instead of doing it your way oh my god yeah. and so yeah man so I think that was um it went from like 190 and I was able to do 235 pounds clean wow pretty just below parallel and that's like the kind of aha moments where you sur- sur- like supersede your own expectations just because you did it right I was like I actually braced my core a lot of people they see videos of people squatting and they think it's just up and down up and down but you want to like tighten your back you mm-hmm. want to like brace your core all the way you know and when you do that you're recruiting those muscles so you're so much stronger that's pretty awesome that's so dope I'm telling you so that those were so my dope. aha moments when you see change what was that aha moment for your for your spirituality um you know I don't want to say somebody told you to mm-hmm. sit down and reflect, but mm-hmm. was that the case? Did somebody tell you, hey, you know, it's cool sitting down and reflecting on the, sh- the shit that you might have done and, and then acting uh, acting upon it correctly? And oh, it's been a journey. It's um, really interesting. I think sobriety has a lot to do with it. Um, I feel like I see things so much more clearly. Mm-hmm. And so I can see patterns more clearly. I'm more motivated to do things like that. Yeah. And everything and reflecting just feels more rewarding. Like there's a there's a a spiritual renewal to certain things. Was there um because a you specific? Bro- well, no, because mm-hmm. you brought up uh, sobriety and of mm-hmm. course I'm going to go down that mm-hmm. that that hole, open that door. Mm-hmm. Um when you first started to kind of reflect and then, I don't want to say atone, but reflect, mm-hmm. atone, and then um, correct, mm-hmm. reflect, atone, correct. Mm-hmm. That sounds like an infomercial. It's awesome. <laughs> Every word counts. <laughs> With reflect, atone, and correct, you mm-hmm. can live your life in a happy way. So market that. When you, <laughs> when you uh, became sober, was that scary? Uh-huh. 
So like, t- like actually atoning and correcting, is that scary? Because I would imagine for people who maybe, you know, aren't mm-hmm. struggling with addiction, but people who, who don't, who have never reflected before, mm-hmm. there is that moment <sighs> of like... such good questions. I, I mean, I, I'm asking you because it yeah, was yeah. scary for me because <sighs> there was, you know, I moments or times, years, mm-hmm. let me be honest, years where I was living in like... Well, woe is me. My life is like this, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I'm living like this because of da 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 da. But mm-hmm. you know, there has to be a moment where, where you yeah. accountability, yeah, you accountability, just snap back out of it, right? <sighs> um, and but that was scary to take accountability mm-hmm. to reflect on. Even though the situation was what it was, mm-hmm. I could have made this decision, and I could mm-hmm. have done this, mm-hmm. and I didn't. So mm-hmm. let's go ahead and you know do that correct now. that and do it now. That was scary for me. Was it for like that for you when you became sober? It was a different. My sobriety journey ha- wasn't really that drastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm arguably blessed in that in the profession I'm in. My first internship was doing outpatient substance abuse counseling, mm-hmm. so I was in school, too busy to party to do anything like that. But I was living the the experiences of others who were suffering from addiction Mm -hmm. and I was trying to help them and seeing how challenging it was for them and seeing how every little thing added to this snowball effect you Mm -hmm. know every little miscalculation would just set them up for relapse or every you know and so that I almost felt like I shouldn't drink and I shouldn't do drugs because it would be disrespectful to what I'm trying to help these people with so that was the first thing that's a lot of load you're carrying oh my gosh Mm -hmm. and but it was so hard to separate it because I care so much about my clients and I'm just like you're here and you're hurting and you're legally in trouble and your family's yeah. a mess you know what I mean like I, I'm I actually see the big picture of how far you fucked up your life not intentionally but just the gradual fuck up that is all things substances and not having any accountability and then once you get in trouble once with the law then you're fucked you know mm-hmm. it's just a whole big it's it's really hard to get out of that hole oh, I tell my clients now whether they're adults or children fucking up is easy getting fucked over is easy the hard part is getting out of it. Mm-hmm. So don't tell me about, you know, your your, you know, your street cred. Oh, I've done this, I've smoked this, I've snorted this. I was like, good that that's like tell me about what you're going to do about it to get yeah. out of it cuz that didn't serve you. So, um so my sobriety came from just being around people that in some capacity or another their lives weren't optimized because of substances and situations they were in related to substances. Hmm. And I just felt like, how can I be of use to you in any real way with the time that we have if I'm living a different life? Gotcha. That makes sense. And so I was like, you know what? And honestly, fortunately, I mean, I, I love dirty martinis. I love a lot of different things. But I'm just like, it it's not worth it considering that 40 hours a week I'm trying to help people. Right. You know what I mean? So am I really going to have a drink just because? Or am I really going to have a like? How does that help me? You know, right. and um, so I kind of made this year was actually the first year I consciously said I'm not going to drink at all. You know, because it was so infrequent anyway. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to have a date that I can actually count, go back to. You know, yeah. And so, um, and it's been interesting because every year has its holidays, its events, its everything. And so I'm just kind of getting through the year right now. Um, last year, I don't know when I had a drink, but you know, again, I started counting. Yeah. This year, so my sobriety journey's been a little different, but I have finally gotten to the place where I've decided I'm never going to drink again. Yeah. And that's the scary part, oddly enough, Hmm. because 
it's almost, it's a commitment. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, a commitment. Yeah. But I think I've finally gotten there because for the longest time I was like, I'll just go this year and see what happens. You know, but then I'm like, no, in order for me, I see how I'm more focused generally. Yeah. I'm not looking for excuses to just kind of say, fuck it, which is a, a very common thing with any kind of substance use or abuse that we just trivialize it. You're like, oh, you know, just fry yay, you know, go yeah, out yeah, yeah. and stuff, you know, whatever, just have yourself. And it's I'm like, I don't somewhere. do that. And that translates to how I look at a lot of things. Like, I'm not just going to say fuck it to other things. I'm more deliberate. Yeah. You know, in a lot of ways. And I feel like that's um, that's what I kind of really like about that, that your choice to be sober wasn't that of and not to m- minimize the struggles of people with addiction because mm-hmm. that is a real thing. Oh, addiction so real. is so fucking real. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. I like that um, you're coming in with a choice, not of a need. Mm-hmm. That's that's mm-hmm. pretty dope. I like that. So yeah, and, and so that definitely would make a little bit more sense why you'd be like, oh, it's not that bad reflecting. It's <laughs> yes. not that bad. Yeah. It just, I keep getting yeah, yeah, positive yeah. reinforcement to do that. That makes sense. But, and also though, cool. I have gotten to look back a little bit and say that I think we all have had some, ah, let me not speak for anybody else. Um, just being our generation and how much access we have to all the things. Most of us have blacked out. <laughs> you know, I would think when it comes to alcohol, thing, bad things happen. So I'm not completely, um, you know, immune to those experiences. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm just, I'm a big fan of saying you can always um, change your life. You can always write a different story. So that's what I'm working on. Yeah. I'm working on anybody who knew me like eight, ten years ago doesn't recognize me right now. And I think that's pretty freaking yeah. cool, you know? Yeah. I'm a different person. So I encourage everyone to look at it that way too. It's like you can sh- change the script. You yeah. know, over time. That's refreshing. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. So um, you shared with me your life motto. Um, what was it one more time? Gosh, I can't remember what I told you. I told you many things. Do you um, recall? Do you recall what it was you, Yeah, you mentioned... Um, get out of your head and get into is. your body. That, that's okay, what that's Get out of your of head and into your body. I really like that. I really like that motto. It's huge. It's huge. Um, what is... Really quickly, what is the best piece of advice that you've received about, like, anything? It could be funny. It could be, like, something that really, Mm -hmm. like, struck you, that changed your life, or just something that you were like, huh, yeah, I like that. The most impactful thing anyone ever said to me in a true moment of crisis was, her name was Josette. She was awesome. I was in grad school. I was doing my internship. I was working. And my ex was an alcoholic who kicked me out of the house and reclaimed the car that I was using to get to my internship. And everything was falling apart. And I was like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm displaced from my home. I can't get to my internships. I'm perpetually exhausted. I don't know what to do. And I was just freaking out. And she looked at me in a very sincere way. Granted, she has a a background as a mental health counselor. And she was just like, something has to give. Mm. Of all the things you have going on, where can you lighten your load? Yeah. Because I was still trying to get straight A's in grad school when all this was going on. And she's like... (laughs) <laughs> she just like looked at me. Something. Something has, has to, to give. And give. so I encourage people whenever possible, when you feel overwhelmed, you have to take a step back, take inventory. I love lists. Write it all down. God. Make a list. Make a twice. list. Get it out of your head and onto paper and see where at all can you lighten your burden. 
Because so often we take on way more, more and try to do it sustainably. That's mm-hmm. the problem. We try to do it for the long haul. And it's like, nah. So when, when she said that to me, just knowing her, there was not any pity there. There wasn't any. It was like a true, I'm trying to help you help yourself because yeah. this is a fuck. This is a clusterfuck yeah. of shitty. I'm not going to solve your problem, but, you know, if you could just change. And I remember being like, oh, I guess I could just not fucking turn in that assignment. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I just, I will not turn in that assignment. I may or may not get a C in the class, but you know what? None of that, none of that matters when I'm done with this program, you know? Yes. But I couldn't see that. I was so yeah. focused on the week to week. This yeah. week is more than I can handle. And I still can't see beyond this week. And it all just feels unstable. So that's a big thing is just see where you can um, lighten your load. And then... <laughs> I like that though. I yeah. really do because you can't you can't fill like like I said you you can't pour from an empty cup. You so really you got to somehow even if life is hitting at you and lord knows life comes at you especially now. Um mm. you, you still have to find a time to fill your cup mm-hmm. and it oh boy. And it's and that is also really hard especially when when you know, something terrible happens mm-hmm. in, in the same day that you want to celebrate something. So you're like, do I, am I allowed yeah. to post this happy thing when mm-hmm. something terrible is happening? And um, giving space or giving yourself room to, well, celebrate mm-hmm. something or to give, your, give yourself something good mm-hmm. while you have to deal with all that other stuff. That mm-hmm. is, that's a really good lesson. Something's got to give. I like that. Um, well, <laughs> That's this week's show. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I'm your host, Asada Jones. Thank you for joining me, Gloriana. I Thank appreciate it. Thank you so much you. for having me. Where can people find you if you want to be found? I love being found on the Instagram because I feel like I'm giving back to Big Lee. There you go. So Follow Big Lee and so Gloriana. At- Big Lee Smalls, which is B I G G L Y Smalls on Insta. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you for listening, Wellness Warriors. Please subscribe to this podcast and rate and review us on whatever platform you're listening on. And uh, follow me on the socials at what Mm -hmm. makes me well on Instagram and Twitter. Until next week, uh, when we come back for another dose of what makes me well. Be brave, be love, be well. Awesome.